You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, welcome to episode 101 of the Windy City Bender Podcast. Uh, we have a special guest again today. He's back for the third episode. Megan, what's up, Big bud? Three. How's it going, guys? <laughs> third time's a charm. Maybe I'll get it right this time. The first episode <laughs> of the next 100. <laughs> yeah, starting off right. <laughs> Guess that. You know what? We'll call that. We'll call this the, the next of the 100s. Oh, and it, it next, fits because I, I, I had to <laughs> the next one. It fits for me because I was number one in college for three, three, four weeks because we had to wear old jerseys from the year before and they gave me the goalie jersey. So I had to wear a fucking one and I'm oh, skating God. around and people are just chirping me. They're like, yo, what do you think? You're a fucking stud. And I'm like, Tanner knows I'm not that good. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it made it even worse. How fucking massive was that jersey? Dude, it like it was like oh, probably like that far sleeves, too wide. Sleeves really short. <laughs> and it's the only action photos that they have of me in the entire two of seasons. Of course. I oh don't know what I'm wearing this number one jersey. Not my not my <laughs> cool numbers. Like fucking number one. Uh, so it's fitting. <laughs> and, yeah. and as always, we are joined by Tanner. Tanner, what's good, bud? What's going on, bud? You know, just having a good time, chilling at home. Yeah. <laughs> Not not too much changing for you in uh, quarantine life, eh? No, not really. <laughs> Started doing a juice cleanse. <laughs> okay. Because all I do is just drink and eat. And so my girlfriend's like, we should do a juice cleanse. And I was like, all right, that's fine. So now, so now you're just drinking? There's no eating and just drinking? <laughs> <I haven't, laughs> There's still alcohol involved. Just no, there, I haven't had any alcohol, but I haven't eaten anything <laughs> since like Sunday. Oh, wow. So you're going to yeah. drink with us tomorrow on Zoom or PlayStation, whatever we do, and you're going to have a probably great not. time. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. It's going to be a terrible time if that happens. But yeah, I'm going to start eating soon because like, I can literally taste food in my mouth every time I think about it. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. How long has it been? Uh, four days. Oh, wow. That's a lot longer than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Lost like five pounds, so no oh, cool. shit. Yeah, well, gotta get ready you go. for you know the the non beach life in Chicago. So yeah, I live right on the beach, so we gotta like <laughs> at least attempt <laughs> to like look good for just looking at it. Great plan. So by the way, so with not much going on in uh, in the world of hockey, we somehow do have a, lot, a decent amount to talk about. Um, we'll start with a little hot talk. Uh, not too much going on there. Um, it did came out today. Um, Scott Powers wrote about it in the athletic that the Hawks are going to let goalie prospect Alex, uh, Garvel, gravel, gravel. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and Wouter Peters, um, Wouter. they're not going to, what? I'm just going to, I just like saying things after you say, just to kind of like scare you into like thinking you said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> But they're going to both – they're going to let them walk. Um, they would have to sign them by June 1st to their entry-level contracts. Um, so they will become unrestricted free agents now. Um, a little surprise with Gravel. Um, I thought he was going to maybe not be like an NHL caliber player. I thought he would have done pretty well for us in Rockford. Um, Tanner, you were talking about it a little bit. He kind of got screwed. Yeah, it was, I, was like, I think it was – I was reading a power – like Scott Powers article or something – but it was something from the athletic, like 
like not too long ago when they were talking about like prospects that they had and I don't know what I was reading but I remember seeing something about how Alexis Gravel like he had like some decent seasons recently but then this past season he was just on like such a young team that like was not not good for him um so that kind of hurt him a little bit I didn't really hear anything about Peters though no, the only thing I really saw on him was he had a save percentage around like 89 and just really didn't accomplish much with wherever he was playing and um, his junior. Um, but what I did when I was reading the article about that, there was an interesting stat or a little tidbit that since his first draft in 2010, Bowman has drafted nine goalies. Only one has played in the NHL. Um, and that was Kent Simpson, who he drafted in 2010. And he played one game against the Maple Leafs and I believe got lit up 7-3. to three. Yeah. Didn't uh, we... I watched that game live. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we trade him in the Nick Letty trade as well? Um, I believe we tra- – I know we think we traded him. Oh, I will, I will get right on this because I'm almost positive that that's the goaltender we, we traded – and then we ended up getting like Kevin Poolin and um, oh, I can't believe it. I can't remember. Let's see. Draft oh. pick rights traded from the Islanders with the with TJ Brennan. Yeah. So Blackhawks traded Nick Letty for Billy Polka, Anders Nilsson, and TJ Brennan along with so it's Nick Letty and Ken Simpson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was wrong about the goalie pros or the other goalie coming back, but. Yeah, Anders Nilsson, who's still an NHLer, <laughs> would have been a nice little uh, bet at this point. So, I'm really on this too. The Islanders originally traded his rights to us for one pick in 2010 draft, and that pick that they traded him for was Brock Nelson. Wait, what? Yeah, it's I'm reading this here. Draft pick rights traded from the New York Islanders with round one pick in the 2010. 20- 10 draft to Blackhawks for one for round round one pick in the 2010 draft Brock Nelson hockey DB's got a better word this shit so confused <laughs> yeah. that's literally what I'm looking at too um well I wish we could have had Brock Nelson now that we're just chatting about random shit <laughs> holy shit also look at like I was just looking at his thing draft pick rights traded from San Jose Sharks with uh Jonathan Chichu and Melian, um, fuck, Mikulik nice. to Ottawa <laughs> Senators for Danny Heatley and around five picks. Oh, in Milan Mihalik? <laughs> Mihalik. Mihalik, yeah. Dude, like he was a fucking a good NHLer. <laughs> Dude, he got traded for like a bunch of like just decent name players. Um, is this is this is what this is just following back up the trade tree? You ever, you yeah. ever seen like the trade trees like? Oh, that yeah. trade. Yeah, Mike Milbury finally got uh, underneath uh, Zidane Ochara. Like, he finally got out. The final trade was dissolved this year. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah, it was, like, it was like someone like, like down the line, like this pick became this pick, this pick became that trade, that trade became that pick or whatever. Um, and it finally, like, the New York Islanders can wash their hands of any, like, final waves of Mike Milbury's trading Zidane Ochara. <laughs> That's this is exactly what we're doing right now with Wouter Peters, a guy yeah. who no, it's Kent Simpson. 
ハークスタック。いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、いや、い
I don't. I, I, it doesn't ring a bell for me, but it does, yeah, it's just. I, but over time, they've been giving up. Like those are the ones that we give up, and then we like hold on to every single forward draft pick we ever had. Yeah, it's just that's I the mean, problem with uh, Seabrook and Keith right now. It's like with those two, they're pretty much locked in. Seabs, I mean, he might be long term IR from now on, but we've had that log jam because there's two spots that can be given up for to bring up some of these young kids to finally see if they really have what they, you know, can produce and, you know, be these, these defensemen for us. And by the time it gets, we get to a point where we can actually see them, their contracts are coming up. So we have to either sign them based on, you know, what they could be with no tested like knowledge, or we have to trade them and get what we can for them. And hopefully, but I mean, I am so goddamn pumped to see a Boquist, Bowden, Ian Mitchell, uh, possibly regular, um, yeah, even that Velasquez kid that keep we going. Drafted. keep going. Well, there's yeah. Lucas Carlson who got a little bit of ice time this year too. Yeah, and he Carlson, was looking good. Yeah, he looked good. Dennis Gilbert was, was looking he was moving good. His feet. Dennis Gilbert is another one that's like he's a little bit on the older side for the prospects, but he's a big body and he knows exactly what he's supposed to do out there. And that's not take shit. <laughs> Chad, uh, Chad, Chris too. Yeah, I mean we have so many good guys. That can and in the next five years can be top six defensemen easily, or top four. Like a ton of guys can be top four, and then that's not even looking at who we currently have on the roster with Ali Mata, um, Dahan, Murphy. I mean, yeah, we've a lot defense, of older for the first time in a long time. I'm not like fuck our defense, <laughs> right? But that's the that's the thing where I'm just like worried about our forward prospects now, though, because like. I thought Dylan Sakura was going to be good, but I mean, he's getting, he's getting to the age where he's not really a prospect anymore. And he hasn't really done much besides be like an AHL star. And then I kind of just really hope that it's not the same route that like Evan Barrett ends up going or anything like, like Victor Edgesell was supposed to come in and then he hasn't seen any ice time ever. He's not even in Rockford anymore. He's, he's playing in the Swedish league again. Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, we got Mackenzie Entwistle in the Hosa trade. And I mean, if anything is, might top out at like a bottom six forward mm-hmm. but it's like there's like with Boquist Mitchell like those two and then like to some extent like Bowden and I don't know like I think it's just like those th- right and Lucas Carlson like like those I'm like I'm like those guys are gonna be sick they're gonna be yeah. at least in, they're, they're gonna make it to the NHL like they look good and then the forwards, I'm just like, who is going to stick around? <laughs> yeah. The, out of all of our prospects that we have uh, in the pipeline that aren't on Rockford right now, the highest draft pick we have uh, is 50. Pick, pick 50th overall. It's Archer Kayumov in 2016. That was the highest draft pick. Everyone else is, like, really deep in the draft and our forward, like, prospect pool I'm looking at. Uh, oh, yeah. cap friendly cap friendly right now these are guys that aren't on in the minors yet so this guy's 22 like maybe he makes it to rockford next year maybe he doesn't um, i mean yeah 50 69 70 74 and all those are 2018 or earlier isn't so this like, isn't this on was it andrea alt i just we call him alti alti like Bar- Bar- barmakian yeah isn't he supposed to be a solid forward too yeah, I think so. I just, I don't know. I feel like I don't hear anything about him anymore either. Andre Alti Barmakian. <sighs> I don't know. And then, like, Michael Tepley, who just signed, is he had, like, a decent season. But, I mean, 
when you when you look at the the writers and like the guys that like that the guys in the athletic are talking about like it's a lot of e mitchell boquist like defensive prospects usually and then it's like where are we at with forward prospects? Well, it's like all of, all of our top. And nobody talks about goalies. <laughs> all of our top forwards are on the team right now. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, Cooley yeah. can keep up what he what he did this year. I mean, um, luckily we got Doc third Doc. overall, and like I mean, yeah. they're both technically prospects, but they're on the team, so it's not yeah. like like anything to look forward to somebody joining the team. Like they're already just, there. <laughs> Are they, it's just really going to be. They just, oh, you go. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, do you think that they're just going to start going like the Kirby Doc route? Like you get these big guys that can skate and that can work in the corners, and you just let Kane and DeBrincat and Strom and your high powered forwards for the next five or six years, you just draft these big, like moose guys that can play. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just yeah. like you're going to have all these like really finesse, like really good, solid defensemen who can move the puck. All you need is guys who can get the puck from zone to zone and fight in the corners. And then like Kane and all the superstars just do what they do, right? I mean, you still got decent years out of Kane, Taves, DeBrincat, Strom, like all these high-powered forward guys. And then you have, you know, Kirby Doc, who seems to have a pretty good touch. And uh, Oh, oh like, speaking of like, Kirby Doc, oh, my God. Did you see the, <laughs> did you see the highlight film of him? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I've seen a just, couple of them. But. It was just like a rookie highlight, like, tape for him and – sometimes he just you just watch him stick handle from like through the neutral zone and bring the puck in and you just watch him and you're like he's never gonna lose the puck ever (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's one where he's like pulling a move against florida where he like gets caught up a bit puts it between his legs spins around another guy and then fucking takes it in the offensive zone and you're just like oh oh, man i fucking wish he could have played with hosa for a year yeah like the same type of player right there oh um, but no, to yeah. answer your, your kind of question about that, as much as I would love for them to get these bigger guys, like, I don't know how much of a portal that's going to be in the league in right. a couple of years. You know what I'm or, saying? Like, yeah, well, like not necessarily saying like go for bigger guys, but go for guys that are a little bit more, there's a little bit more physicality in two ways to their game. Yeah. Yeah, opposed, okay. because then you can then you can let DeBrincat and Kane like Kane's Kane everyone rags on him about his defensive play, but he's actually a really good defensive player. He always back checks hard as shit. Yeah. Um, but like, if he's not, he doesn't have to worry about that because he's got a wing on his side who like is in the corner or he's in the defensive zone. That's all he ever does. Kane's never gonna have to worry about playing defense. He can just focus on scoring goals, which is what we need to do. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they like definitely saying, need that grit. Yeah. If they if they get these guys, they can come in and actually put the body on people instead of us just getting bodied so much. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. But yeah. like, it's, it's gotta be the evolution of the game. Like those guys gotta be able to play too. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like anyone who's getting drafted now has to have some skill. Yeah. Everybody who has to have some skill. I mean like you stop going for every tiny little guy who's got the greatest hands possible. Maybe you go for like the guy who's like six, two and is like a left wing and he like, and he you can know. just motor, and then yeah, you he know what? Motor, he, 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 he runs that kid stop. over all the time. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like that's, well, that's well, that's how like that's how like the evolution will happen in the game. Like each time, like it'll it'll slowly change to a, a certain way, and then there's someone or something else that'll allow like be like better than that. Yeah. But it's kind of like a recycle kind of thing. So, it's, 
at some point, like bigger players are going to make a bigger impact because the smaller the league's going to end up being too small, and then you bring in some bigger guys, and now that team just dominates because they fucking just shove yeah. everybody's fucking face in some shit. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well now we got to get big again, and then yeah. it just kind of rotates through. Yeah. Just because you know your high-powered offense guys, like you're you're really quick guys, you're like guys that are going to move the puck and like just literally just pepper the goalies with shots. Those guys are already on your team, and they still have like at least five years left of like really good productive yeah. years yeah so absolutely shoot for the future but i mean you can still shoot for a cup in the next five years i would love another cup well the hots might have a chance at another cup this year that's right Ooh, that's are right. there any tr- are, are there like what are the rules with like scratch players and like ahl players this and is what like we're that? talking yeah. about now so. yeah so basically the as Pierre Lebron tweeted and posted an article on The Athletic a couple hours, about four hours ago, saying that the NHL has submitted their plan for the 2014 playoff and they are waiting for the approval um, from the NHLPA um, if they're going to move forward with it. The NHLPA has scheduled a conference call for 6 p.m. Central Time today. So actually eight minutes as we're recording this. So fingers crossed they break it while we're recording. We can actually oh, talk about it. That would be awesome. <laughs> but so basically what's come down to is that it's going to be a 2014 playoff. They're doing the top 12 teams from each conference. Um, basically the top four teams will play each other in a round robin while the bottom eight teams in the conference will play in a best of five play-in series. And it'll essentially go five versus 12, six versus 11, et cetera. So it goes back to regular conference seating that we all know and love from what, like five years ago was the last time we, we did this. Yeah. Um, so basically the way that looks right now, for five for, years, I think it was longer than that. Might've been longer. Yeah. Um, for the Western conference, it would be number five, Edmonton versus number 12, Chicago, number six, Nashville versus number 11, Arizona, seven, Vancouver versus 10, Minnesota, Eight Calgary, nine Winnipeg, and then five Pittsburgh, twelve Montreal, six Carolina, eleven New York Rangers. Which there's, we were kind of talking about this a little. Not sure about that. Um, seven New York Islanders, ten Florida, eight Toronto, nine Columbus. So what we were like not really concerned. What we were kind of confused about was looking at that. If you look at the top twelve, New York is ahead of Florida, but Florida has a higher ranking. Not sure how they came up with that. It's like points percentage, I think. That's yeah. Well, because the game played. Percentage. Yeah, because yeah. there's one. Florida oh, okay. played one yeah, last that makes game. Sense, then. It's points percentage. Um, but yeah, I mean, I if you're gonna bitch, if you're gonna bitch about one or two games in the standings right now, like yeah. you still get your chance. So I think one thing that Pierre was saying in his article that more people have a good complaint about is Pittsburgh being number five versus Montreal number twelve, with there being a. 15-point difference, uh, 15 15 difference in the standings. Well, I'm saying just fucking win, Pittsburgh. That's all you got to do. Back to that's Noli's words of wisdom last week. Yeah, be better. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're fucking, like, top five in the conference, uh, you're going to play the last place team to make it in. Fuck, be better, man. Yeah, I guess that would we, be the same as like Edmonton versus us, but like I think we're closer in, in points than than fifteen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I got it pulled up here. Edmonton is at eighty three. 
And what, we have like 70? 70, 72, we're 11. Two. But yeah. that's another one. Okay, so, okay, it's point percentage then. Okay, because I'm saying mm-hmm. Dallas has got 82 points and they're a four seed. Anyway, that's point okay. percentage there. Um, <laughs> I, like, but, I like the round robin, though. I really like the round robin. But yeah. talk about absolute chaos. Like, well, it's going to be so much go. Well, that's <laughs> the thing that I'm confused about. Like, is it – so the round robin is going to have some sort of deciding factor in, like, where you play in the actual it, playoffs? Yeah, because it says it says that there's a chance for them to be ranked higher if they were like in the playoff seating. It doesn't say like for sure, so I don't understand. They're gonna, they're probably gonna do something oh. stupid like with the draft lottery. Like Detroit could only be one or two, so Boston can only be one or two in the in the standings. Like I bet you they do oh, something like that. Like if but, Boston were to go zero for three, can you imagine Robin, Boston? Like they would the be only lower team, than second. The yeah. only team with a hundred points. Goes over three in the round robin to <laughs> drop down to like the fourth seed. Let's fucking go. That I just, chaos I'm, is what I'm, I want. And then, up, and then you end up playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> well, the thing, here's the thing though. Like, I'm so curious about it. It's like some of these teams, like, you're in a round robin that technically doesn't do anything because you're already in the playoffs. Do you think that some of these teams even play their best players because, like, they have a chance of getting hurt? And well, well I mean, if you look at it, if you're not reseeding, which I, which I see here, they, they're looking into just keeping it. So that way you could keep people at the site. So the teams yeah. would just play at the same sites and then eventually move on. But, like, if you're not reseeding, like, I would want to be the first spot. I want to play the lowest-ranked team. Like, no doubt. Right, I want to play right, right. Montreal Canadiens. Like, if I'm in the East, I want to play the Montreal Canadiens. That's it. Absolutely. I just – I don't know, like, to me, like, it's usually, like, the end of the year where, like, you already know you're in the playoffs. Like, these teams already know they're in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, sure, you're going to fight for seeding, but, like, like how how hard are you going to fight for seeding? Because, like, technically you're in the playoffs and, like, the games aren't going to kick you from the playoffs, you know? I mean, like, there's no home ice advantage. Like, do, you ch- yeah. like, do, you, do you have a chance of, like, ruining, like, someone on your team, like, getting hurt and then you're out tech in the technical first round, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right too. There is no home ice advantage. Like, so I mean, seeding really doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, yeah, I I guess you technically get the home ice advantage of just the rink, where you know you get last change and shit. But I don't know. Like, that's something you'd have to like figure. And out. And honestly, like, how much is that really come into play? Like, yeah, I can see it. Like, it definitely has its effect. But for yeah. this type of situation where everybody neutral site, like. I mean, that really, I don't think it's going to make the biggest difference in the world. I don't know. I think this is like, you just look at the rosters now. Like, there is nothing but talent. You just look at talent and what you can do. If I'm any of these teams in the East, I'm like, God damn it, I really want to get first because yeah. I want to play my Montreal Canadiens. I just want to, like, rub well, their that's noses the in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the, at the Montreal oh, no, Canadiens, like, there's a, yeah, it's gonna be Montreal versus Chicago in the final, and it's gonna be absolute chaos, <laughs> and the world is gonna burn, and I'm gonna fucking love it. <laughs> Let's go! And everybody bitches about two teams that should not have been anywhere near the playoffs walk into the final. <laughs> Give me the COVID yeah. cup, baby. I'm all about it. Yeah. So, Duchesne, I read up. So, not everybody is like us. That's all for this absolute chaos. Duchesne was talking to uh, uh, Sportsnet's Hockey Central um, this past Tuesday. And he said, I just keep thinking that – I just think that you got to keep as much integrity as possible. You don't want to have have a COVID cup, and I'm worried 
that if we come back and force this thing and it's and it's a little gimmicky or if it's not quite right, whoever wins the cup is going to have people trying to take it away from them for their whole lives, and they don't deserve that. The guys that come back and ultimately win it. So I feel very passionate about uh, this part of things. Does it matter? Like, it's a, they, people said the same thing about 2013. Like the Hots Cup isn't going to matter as much. That people, it's not a full season, so you're not going to get full credit for it. I don't see any difference with this. You're playing with the situation yeah. that you're dealt. You play with more of a season than 2013. Yeah. yeah. And an expanded like playoffs, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you actually got to see what these teams have. You got to see, what, 70 games out of them? Like, yeah, what is it? basically. What, is it, what does it matter? You know what I mean? What does it matter what the playoff is? Like, just shut up and play hockey. At this point, like, yeah, I understand. I, mean, I understand if you're one of the four teams that's play a round robin, that doesn't mean anything. Like those games. But, like, like what you're getting to though. Sorry to interrupt, but it's oh, just like these teams that are supposed to be in the playoffs are in the playoffs. You know, like mm-hmm. they're there, and then there's all the bubble teams that could have made it within those last 12 to 14 games that they have. So it's like, what's the point of not having them included? Like yeah. I understand Montreal's kind of a reach, but that's kind of just to make the format work. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> Montreal is also in, and Chicago's also in, because we saw another thing that was saying, of course you want to do a 2014 like, playoff format because you get the Hawks and you get Montreal, which are huge fan bases, <laughs> versus like a 2018 <laughs> playoff format. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's expanded it to the 2014. People are saying do 20. Well, if you expand it to 24, you have yeah. Montreal, Chicago, and New York. Yeah, I was going to say the Rangers. Like, three of the biggest hockey markets in the world. Then you get Boston in there. Boston's in there, too. So you almost hit every single giant hockey market out there, except for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Buffalo. Be better. Yeah. Um, It's all original six, you know? Yeah. See, Duchesne crying about that, like, what he's saying. I don't know if it's him crying or him just trying to be realistic. Could it be because his team is in a is in a playing round and not a guaranteed spot? Could it be? You know, Could if be. he was a top four team, do you think he'd be having the same concerns? I think if you ask him, like, "Hey, you win the cup, like, what do you think?" and then he yeah. he goes, "Like, oh, I wouldn't be happy about it." I'd go, "You're fucking crazy. You're full of shit." <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. are you kidding me? You Your name's it. on the goddamn Stanley Cup. Like, can yeah, you complain you, about anything right now? You literally played an extended playoff series format in which it's more difficult to make it to the final. Yeah. And then, and like, you like you can't be telling me that that wouldn't count for more. Like, yeah. you literally are playing a, a longer pl- playoff format. <laughs> what, I mean, well, like, if you if you win, if you win the play-in and then go on to win the cup, nineteen wins in the playoffs. Right? Is it well, nineteen? 16, it would be nineteen for this one. Best yeah, be, yeah. If you if you win if you win the playoff round and then you win all the way and win the cup, you won nineteen playoff games. I'm pretty sure that I would say like, yeah, man, they fucking deserve it. It's they already the hardest cho- title to win in yeah. all sports. Yeah. Add three huh. more game, pot up to five more games to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for what fucking twelve teams? No, what was it? Sixteen teams? I can't think anymore. <laughs> sixteen teams. Yeah, sixteen yeah, teams 16 are play- teams. are participating in the play-in round. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the other teams are gonna have a three extra games too, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Boy, fuck! Are you kidding me? How is it gonna be worth less? You you have to win yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's that's it. That is the liner. You have to win more to win the Stanley Cup. Like, 
I, if anything, this is the best way to do. Like, you have more bragging rights if you win this way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you the standard like, oh, because I, I because you tell me that Nashville's round. not going to go. In, you're not Nashville's not going to go into net like at home. They're not just going to go and smash the Arizona Coyotes with that home crowded advantage and all everything. Like, but now it's like you played a neutral site. Like, you just have to be better. Yeah, you have to win more games. Like, I think it's harder. I think it. I think it's more respectful to win the Stanley Cup now than it is to win just a regular format, especially like the new format where they like you're in your division. Divisional, like yeah, yeah, because yeah, it kind of takes the wins out of yourself. You can be in. You can be in the the Eastern or Western Conference Finals, and then like you're playing like a shit team that just like barely made it. Well, you know what's absolutely hilarious yeah. about this format too is that the like I don't if they're not reseeding. And let's say Boston still is in first. Um, the way that <laughs> the, their their first round matchup could be against Toronto still, because <laughs> 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 Toronto plays Columbus, and like just going straight into it, like they could just go straight on to <laughs> Boston. Toronto, for... Toronto sees this like, oh yeah, finally we get past Boston. You know, we have to play them in the first round. Well, yeah, technically, here's the first round for you now. Yeah. <laughs> here's the first best of seven rounds. Like, so oh, you had Duchesne talking about how he doesn't think that this, you know, this would be, you know, a tarnished cup and all that. But then you have players like Mitch Marner who brings up some very good points too. He was when during one of his live streams, he's been doing video game live streams like ridiculous oh, yeah, on and all this, and Which are he was talking about. <laughs> He was talking that he goes, it's all fine and good. You know, he wants to get back on the ice. He wants to get the games going. But what about these players who are at risk or more of a risk to, you know, pick up something like COVID or that? Like uh, he was talking about Matt Stomi, who's a type one diabetic. He goes, imagine, he goes, how terrible would everybody feel if because they rushed to get this going again, Matt Stomi gets sick and God forbid he passes away from it or something Mm -hmm. like that. He's so essentially he's saying that he's all for it, but he wants to make sure that everybody knows what's going on and that they have the safety precautions in there. That right there would be more of an argument than what Duchesne is sitting here talking about. Yeah, Yeah, like the whole safety thing rather than the tarnished championship. Like, yeah, if you're going to bring it back, you need to bring it back in such a certain specific safe way that I don't know. Which, how many, how many sites are they doing? Was it, um, it hasn't been talked about. They haven't officially come down to that. I think they're waiting to see if this gets approved or not. Um, I believe last thing I read too was they haven't actually discussed safety measures and testing and all that yet. I think they're trying to see if it's even a possibility to keep the season going before they get into the specifics mm-hmm. of that. Um, they but you have to imagine that they, they have the best medical staff at you know, right. NHL, MLB, yeah. NFL, all these like, like, they already know what the procedure is going to be to be tested first. And I think that if you're going to have these players come back in a circumstance like this, like much like a player, uh, if he doesn't want to come back for any other reason, can just like opt out of not playing and you just don't get paid. I'm, I'm sorry. You can just not come. Like yeah. if, if it, if it really does come down to a health thing, like save, save your health for another year, you're going to make that paycheck back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so a, Max Domi's a, not going to struggle for the next three months because he didn't play in the playoffs like he's well there was the there was another article on the athletic that was talking about how they are looking into because contracts technically end which we found out on june 30th 
So they're like, they'd have to have an agreement with the NHLPA about like letting the contract slide so that they actually can finish the season. But it's like, that's kind of funny. What if they're like, nah, <laughs> you, know, nope. teams that, you, have, you have like St. Louis with Petrangelo who doesn't have a deal and I don't think they'll be able to afford him <laughs> and yeah. we can't trade anybody because yeah. it's past the trade deadline. So it's like, yeah. well, looks like you're without your top defenseman and yeah. now Taylor Hall is not in Arizona. Say, and Taylor Hall wants to get paid is. and they only got $2 million to work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna have to be working with like uh, two different salary caps, like overlapping. You know what I mean? Because then you're you're also going to be drafting all these players and probably signing them like these high round guys right away. And there it's is like, no. There's yeah, those guys. Those guys, like, no, those guys are going to be making it into a team that's going to be going to the playoffs. I mean, you never know. <laughs> There's no way that they. Can I mean, what if what if you're a Blackhawks and you end up you end up getting a like a top like one of the top five. Right, if like, that's what they want to do with the draft, and we oh just get yeah, an air right at the start, yeah, yeah. or we can get them like third round or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, that'd be sick. There's no way I can see them keeping the salary cap if it's truly going to stay at the 81 and a half. There's no way that they don't have like some special like rulings for this upcoming season because yeah. it's just it's just not going to work. Yeah, you don't have enough time. There's not enough time to do all of that negotiating and talking. Like we're wasting valuable valuable money time if you think about it like any every team that's like at the bottom of the of the this playoff format they're like if we get knocked out we got to figure this out like blackhawks yeah. got to do it you know arizona yeah. has to do it like they're really talking like, that this break right now is going to be essentially their off season and there's gonna be like a three week to four week period for free agency and then they're gonna start right up into the next season that's yeah. a, that's a possibility so it's like <laughs> And I, I know I, before I was like, just fucking cancel the season. Let's figure everything out. Focus to make sure we have a real season next year. Yeah. But seeing this 2014 playoff, I'm just like, I'm, yeah. I need to see this. I need to yes. see this play out. How, also, how can you deny, how can you deny that this can happen after like, how is it 40, 46 States have like, they have a like end of the month or like middle of June. We're already open, like all open. So like, how can you deny these, you know, couple hundred players like the opportunity to play and like have the fans watch it and like be safe about it you know what i mean uh i just think like if it would have went another three weeks like nobody's moving until at least the middle of july or beginning of august like cut the season let's start next season i truly don't i truly don't think if unless they have this figured out an agreement in place by june 1st i don't see this season finishing no yeah but it's it from all the talks it seems like it's going to so yeah so I mean, they're in that, allegedly they're in that meeting right now, so hopefully, uh, we'll hopefully we'll have some news about that. Um, let's, get, let's get some hockey, baby. <laughs> I got like scratching um, my arms. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need some. Um, so yeah, there's that going on, and then unfortunate hockey news. Um, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it was Tuesday. Sure. Um, Akeem, Akeem Alou posted a essay on the Players Tribune. Um, it, he called it uh, "Hockey it is not Tuesday. for everyone." Yeah, hockey is not for everyone. And he goes and talks about all the his experience within the game of hockey and the racism he's faced, and just how how the game needs to change. Um, first, he made it very clear he this wasn't in order to drag the game through mud. He, mm-hmm. he loves this game. He knows that it can be great. It can do great things. 
but he has, has a firsthand experience that shit needs to change. Yeah. And um, it's not just like an NHL level level. It's at like a youth level and like all throughout like juniors and, and in the show. And it's pretty fucking eye opening. If you, I have not been in a hockey locker room, but if you've been in a yeah. hockey locker room, I'm pretty sure you can think of a, a few people that you probably heard or seen done the same shit that like happened to him. And it's fucking just the worst. <laughs> it's like, it's so stupid that it's it fucking was, something it that's was, just like so normalized for like younger teens. It was so hard to read that article and it is just, it blows my mind. I mean, it's 2020, you know, it's not the fucking sixties anymore and all this kind of stuff. This, this kind of shit should not be going on. People should be able to play the games they want. They should be able hockey. And I don't know, this is just the ignorance of me because obviously, you know, I am a white male. I am the demographic that, you know, just goes against everything with it. But it's like, I, what this game gave me, you know, throughout my life and everything it's taught me. And it's like, I don't think that I'm half the person I would have been without the game of hockey. I've learned so much through that. I've had so many good experiences with it. And to, and you kind of, like you kind of said, kind of, being around, I've definitely been around it. I've played on teams where I've never played with a minority player, but I've been around guys, you know, stupid, you know, they think they're funny, that you know, kind of thing. And it kind of gets, could have put a blind eye over it because, okay, it's in the locker, it's the locker room thing, you know, what's in the locker room stays in the locker room, all that kind of stuff. But you don't really think about these, these players that it truly does affect. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played with anybody or played against anybody that, you know, and that's the kind of situation. Yeah, we played with some, uh, some like, black kids before. We had some on our hockey team, and, like, the the shit that we heard, like, would hear about that other teams would say to them would, like, drive our team fucking insane. And, yeah. like, we want to murder people. Like, I remember, yeah, I... I remember one of our players. I'm not going to, like, name names. Like, Kevin might remember this, too, though. Uh-huh. But he, he, like, got called a racial slur on the ice, and he was fuming so intensely that he was, like, holding back tears of how angry he was in the locker room and on the bench. And our coach had to, like, hold him off the ice because he was going to go fucking kill that kid. And, it, and like, the, the, the shittiest thing is, like, the kid says something like that, and his coach hears it, and he doesn't do a fucking thing about it. And then his whole team hears it. They don't do a fucking thing about it. So they all just know it's okay to say. And you're just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's no way you, should, you can just let somebody do that. Yeah, I uh, I know exactly the situation you were talking about, Tanner. But like, that is it's it's a situation where not everybody is on the same page, and it kind of just shows you where the world is at. Even though we wish it could be further, it's not. I've never I played on one team actually. One, only one team did I not play with a minority player. Um, my entire hockey life, like I grew up in a very diverse town. So Tanner, like we yeah. we all grew up around you know. African-American, Latino, like Native American, like everyone, Chinese, you know, um, Filipino, our really good buddy is, is Filipino and, and he's yeah. a mix of everything. And we played hockey with him, you know? Um, but some of the things that you hear, you're like, not surprised. You like hear it and you're like, did he just say that? And you're like, you, you gotta deal with the repercussions of that. Um, it's not something you want to see ever. Uh, I can tell you from working in hockey on the other side, on the fan side, that it's not being pushed forward, that we should be open uh, in small towns in America still. I mean, I worked in a small town in junior hockey, and you could see people, like, 
lose it kind of when there was like, you know, a black player or like the guy's name was Martinez or Lopez on the other team. And they would like fans be in the stands and that gets, you know, perpetuate even more when you're on the ice and the players are saying it, which is, you know, it shouldn't happen on any end, but every player should know that there's a rule where that that's out of the window. This is hockey. Like we're all here for one thing and one thing only. And it's, it's hockey. Like throw all that garbage out the window. Like I've never had to, like gotten to that point where I've like said anything like that. Cause I've never understood it. Um, maybe it's because I work, I play with my minority players, but if you're in a town in Northern Ontario and you've never met someone from another race and you've been brought up a certain way, or if you're from the middle of, you know, North Dakota and it's the same situation, like you make it to whatever level you're playing at and you have these cultural things instilled in you you're not going to change. You're not going to at least open up your mind. And that as a, as a sport, we should move forward. But um, unless, until the NHL does something about it, I don't think the culture is going to change overall. And as a society, our culture needs to change too. So I think that part of it too is like, it's hard when it, it's happening at such a young level too. And you, it's, it's gotta be, it's coming from somewhere. It's usually probably like parents or like somebody that's already experienced that. Like if you have like experienced hockey players that didn't make it to the show, but they experienced that kind of lifestyle and then now they're coaching kids and now it's okay. And then it's just like perpetuating this dumb fucking like ideology of like what you should be doing when you're a hockey player and who a hockey player really is. But it's like, like there's no like quintessential like hockey player. Like, are you kidding me? Like Austin Matthews, sure he's white, but he's from Arizona and he fucking played in Switzerland and shit. And he's, like, he's half Mexican. He's half Mexican. You gotta be kidding me. Like, like <laughs> Jesus, like, it's so stupid. And I mean, if, if you can really not like say anything bad about somebody because they play so well and you're the thing that you're grasping at is their race, that just means, you, I mean, you're a shitty person. Like talk shit. Like we all love talking shit, but if you're only talking shit because it's their race, you're a fucking garbage person and you shouldn't yeah. be playing hockey. There's a difference of yeah. talking shit and just, just going being, for pure yeah. fucking evil. Yeah, just being blatantly like, racist to somebody, just trying to yeah. fucking <laughs> I don't know. And it's like <laughs> and I fucking and I will go would go for bad for the hockey community over and over again because in the long run, I do believe that there is more good in the hockey community than there is bad. You know, for example, you see the the Humboldt Broncos situation, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. There is so much good. But how many times is like when we're playing like it's a dumb example, but how many times are we playing ESHL and oh, yeah. the teams we over. play against, it's all these N-word names and all these racist names and it's just they make their characters these just obnoxiously like looking characters just absolutely mocking it. It's just like I don't know how many times they're sitting there just like are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. mm-hmm. the yeah. hockey community is for as good as it is, it is actually completely total shit at the same time and <laughs> fucking like that's it, perfect <laughs> it's really like i mean for every for every like step forward i feel the hockey community takes there's like five sets backwards it goes yeah and alu pointed out a lot of it um and what is kind of really crazy is like people talk about well you know they got to step up they got making that for and all that kind of stuff there's only 43 players of color in the nhl right now over 700 43 people are not going to make a difference. You know, they're not going to change people's minds. They need help. They need the help of some of these superstar players. Um, And I was reading an article. um, There was a media member who wrote, who writes for a Canadian sports writer. His name is uh, Salman Valgi, V-L-G-I, some, yeah. 
but he okay. reached out to six players, um, including Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. Every single one of them rejected because they didn't want to comment on it. It's not a polit- that- This isn't a political thing. I understand if you're asking, okay, are you are you pro-Trump or are you anti-Trump? I'm not talking about that. But, but this but, is about human, okay. like human beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I understand, but like that's one of those things where, where just because they didn't say anything, like to that one guy, you're assuming that they they are having the worst opinion. You know? No, I'm not. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm but saying that's what, that, a, that's what a lot of people have done. Though, yeah, too. but I'm saying like if for I think Kieran McDavid come out in support of a Lou uh, Crosby coming out in support of him would go a long fucking way than some of these third, fourth line NHL guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you have one of these superstars that these kids idolize come out and say that, Hey, this is fucking terrible. You know, hockey needs to be better and all that kind of stuff. I think that's a huge step forward for, for this it's not the it's not the saving grace it's not gonna be like oh mcdavid seven mm-hmm. boom races yeah. yeah. but it's like yeah. it's the step in the right direction i think i i think the biggest problem is that the reason why a lot of those guys don't step out and you know we're, we don't guess what their beliefs are we just kind of would hope for the best for them yeah. so like that they believe the right thing but it's all of the, it's like the jordan jordan uh had the same situation in uh, 1992 when if you could watch the last dance is that yeah. they said he didn't take a stance on like that North Carolina governor. And it's like, well, he made hundreds of millions of dollars. And if he pissed off half of the country, he's only making $50 million. The problem is, is that in hockey, like the number is so much smaller and you're going to take a much bigger hit from the fans that think the way that opposed yeah. to what you're actually standing up against, which is unfortunate, but it says a lot about, the culture as a whole from players to coaches to owners to fans to people that just even associate with hockey like in general like that play the game a lot of those people maybe they don't even play hockey they just are part of the culture and they're playing that video game and they're doing it there because you can design your own player and it perpetuates all of that just needs to stop but it's when one of these players just goes hey my stance on this is more important than dollar sign attached to my name and maybe CCM or Easton or whoever or Bauer or whatever drops me. I don't care what I said is right because this needs to be said. I, no one's done that yet. And until someone does that, it won't change, but it comes down to dollar signs. I think I don't think it's anything yeah. against like them as people. I think that they're, pro- I would just assume that they're all good people, but I think in the end of the day, it comes down to my endorsements know that half my fans or 10% of my fans or 20% of my fans, kind of think this way and like they have this opinion and it's wrong but they still buy stuff so that gets in the yeah. way of everything i think definitely too i could totally see that too because i mean i'll say this on here i reached after i read this i because it, it just like it felt like a punch in the stomach and i just i felt terrible for it i reached out to him and i sent him a message and i just said you know i read it you know i have sorry you know it, what you went through is terrible and all that if you ever want to come on the show you know kind of talk about it i know you're getting probably getting a million of these requests feel free to do it. And then I sent it and then I kind of sat there and I was like, well, if he comes on, not saying we're huge, but is that going to alienate potential, you know, some of our, our listeners and all that kind of stuff. And no, but I'm just saying yeah, though, I mean, that's, yeah, that, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, I, I get exactly that what follow. you're saying. And that's yeah, the point like, is like, it's like if you're, you, if you're you can pull a bullet, person. you can pull it, you can pull the trigger and do that. And right. maybe it was like two people, right? Like, 
And but if a millionaire I, does that, they wait, lose. Wait, you know, wait. Exactly. No. I'm saying right now, if you're the type of person that goes around a fucking anything related to hockey or in life, really, but like since we're talking about the hockey community, if you're the ones that perpetuating this kind of shit, fuck you. You're right. a fucking garbage person. Yeah. And I don't give a shit about it. Like what you yeah. fucking think. Like that's fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like grow and the maybe, fuck up. And, yeah. and maybe maybe people have done stupid things. You see like baseball players and stuff like that when they're like 16 or 17 say something dumb that they thought was cool like uh it was a Kopech on the White Sox they had him mm -hmm. like some stupid tweet when he was like 17 he's like guys like I had never even met an African-American person in my entire life before that like I just didn't know yeah and then he came out and said it and, he, and like like not every person who's ever done anything bad because we've all done you know a little bit of this like how oh, he talks about the hazing and stuff like that and if you refuse like hockey culture pushes you away and that's pretty much in any sport but, no. uh, don't no. take what I said as me, like, you know, <laughs> trying to take like those people's opinions into consideration. No, if you are like that, I don't fucking want you listening to this show yeah. because you know what? It's all about the game and you know what? Respect who fucking plays no matter color, you know, eth like ethnicity, sexual orientation, all that. If you can't just appreciate the fact that you guys all love the same game, fuck you honestly yeah. but what i the reason i brought that and the reason why i said like that because i'm like if, if i have that second thought about sending a message about that when we essentially are nobodies yeah. it makes sense what megan was saying with like crosby mcdavid and all that kind of stuff have to really consider that that's all i was saying by that oh yeah yeah i yeah, wasn't yeah. like yeah, yeah i wasn't yeah, like yeah. <laughs> no but it, it, it's so it's so funny because like when I, i'm like i didn't actually read the whole article because i didn't have the athletic or this is mm. a player's review so i didn't i didn't read the whole article um but i've been skimming over and looking over some of his like big quotes and like some of the things it's like kind of some of the things that danny carcillo was saying like and some of those guys like in the in the bchl and like the the western hockey league like they're like dude they haze the shit out of you like they it's not just about racism which is the what he's getting at from his perspective but it's also that like hey maybe you shouldn't have you know guys like get naked and get stuffed in the in the bathroom like, yeah yeah exactly like rookie stuff like we did jocks and socks and you know yeah. <laughs> i paid the punishment for that i actually got suspended from high school because we did something similar but it was more like hey do you guys want to do this like there were guys who didn't do it those are guys who didn't do it and we're still friends with them but there's yeah. guys who did it and they're like everyone had to go through that you know it's it was more like a lighthearted yeah. thing, though. It's not yeah. like we were going to fucking punch their fucking teeth in if they didn't do yeah. it, you know? Like, we were going to yeah. beat the shit out of people. Like, it was yeah. – I was like, all right, you don't have to do it. I don't give a fuck. Has Downey <laughs> come out and said anything about this? I mean, I haven't seen anything or heard anything about it, but – I think, I I think he's keeping quiet. He, I, think, I yeah. haven't heard anything. I haven't seen any tweets about it or nothing. So, I think he's well, keeping quiet and just saying, like, he can say whatever he wants. I know the man I am. I guarantee that – when he makes a statement, that's going to be what it is. I mean, or it's he should be like, he I'm so sorry. That's yeah, it. he should it's be like, I, I never should have done that. Like, and yeah. then that would be a step in the right direction of like mm -hmm. putting the league somewhere better. But it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, if he's keeping quiet, it probably is smart, but it also comes off as like, yeah, he doesn't like, care you, or anything. Yeah, like you don't give a shit, or you kind of know you're a bad person. No. you know so like if you like they, um, you know the guys that like say that they accept being bad people you don't want that yeah we don't want that in our sport so i mean it, it's a terrible terrible situation you know i feel i truly feel for him and i would love to talk to him and you know let him get his message out there a little bit more i know yeah. 
it's just it crazy. It's crazy to just think that like how different his career could have been if he was white, you know? Yeah. I mean, it happens fucking everywhere, but it's easier to tell like in hockey because there's stats to put to like the, the claims, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't read the article, definitely go check that out. It's on the players tribune. Um, he's he's posting like a bunch of stuff on his instagram as well about it kind of like the support he's showing and it's great to see all the support he's getting um so to wrap things up we do got a couple ride in pine um oh, yeah. these are actually yeah these are actually submitted to us via our website so you remember you can send in ride in pine questions to our website wcbenders.com slide in our dms on instagram twitter send us a message on facebook comment on facebook you know text us if you know us whatever the youtube you know. channel yeah youtube like, channel leave a comment in the yo, video yeah. look at our pretty faces you know as we're talking and drinking <laughs> as we're doing this <laughs> i don't got any juice um, on me right now <laughs> <laughs> got you juice. looking real slim tanner yeah, right. <laughs> all right so let's uh let's ride pine you're riding the pine pony pal um so the first one here is if you could change the outcome of one game in hockey history, what game would that be? And I have a feeling we might all have the same one in mind. Oh, oh one game? Yeah, 2014, LA versus yeah. Chicago, yep. Game 7. Yep, that's a, game, seven game 7, I'm choosing Game 7. <laughs> I'm choosing Game 7. As a selfish fan, I'm choosing Game 7. That's my Or if it's, if, it's, if it's a non-Blackhawks one, mm-hmm. I kind of really want to go 1999. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's but it's only like game six, isn't it? Like Dallas versus Buffalo, the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I think it would have went game seven. Oh yeah, and get yeah, get the dominator one. It's a little controversial though. I mean, so I wouldn't do that. (laughs) You want to take that away from front of the show at Belfort? No, I no. That's why I don't think. (laughs) I mean, it goes to game seven. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like Pittsburgh made me mad, so maybe fucking get rid of their game seven win against Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, because if you do either one of those, we don't get Hosa. Oh, that's if, true. Yeah, if you think about it that way, if, if Hosa wins the first one or he wins the second one, he stays with that team. That's it. Like, that is done. Yeah. Cut and dry. What, uh, what year was it that Boston knocked out Toronto after being down 4-1? to one? 2013. Oh, then yeah. never mind. Take that one away. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, who would have been nice for Toronto to hold on, you know, the Phil get his cup in, in Toronto, but no. then, no. Fuck that. Never mind. <laughs> Any I'm, other tra- game I'm trying sevens. to think of like I'm trying to think of like older games like like yeah. games. Um, man, I would yeah. I would change either um, a Stanley Cup final game for Washington Capitals or the Philadelphia Flyers in the late '90s when they both played Detroit and both got swept. <laughs> like give them a win. I don't know. I will go the selfish. I will go the selfish route too. I will change uh, the last Winter Classic at Notre Dame. Just because I was there, so it would have been nice to actually see the Hawks win. Yeah, that, there it was we against go. Boston too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So here's the second one. Um, you guys talked about your favorite high school hockey memory. Uh, do you have any favorite memories from youth hockey? Oh my god, I don't know. Maybe like my first like legit glove save ever. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking windmilled a kid when I was like six, and like. It was like a there was a silence, and then an eruption from the fucking parents because they're like, <laughs> "Did he just fucking do that?" <laughs> Holy shit! He just did that. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is what it feels like to make a good save." I yeah. fucking love this shit. <laughs> like hell yeah! And then 
a weird that was a confidence form. boost. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that was that was legit confidence boost, and made like three games in a row just a li- like nasty windmill glove save each game. <laughs> and then after each game, my dad would be like, "Like his parents are like, is Tan- is that still Tanner in that?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> The kid figured out how to play. <laughs> <laughs> it finally clicked. You saw that moment. Yeah, awesome. it was like, oh, my! I can actually like control myself a little bit better and follow the puck a lot easier yeah. now that I've done it a little bit. It's so fucking funny. Man, what about you guys? Uh, you, Megan. We're doing we're doing youth hockey. Yeah. Um, my I think like one of uh. One of my favorite moments is uh, so I played inline a lot too. So I played ice and inline pretty much my whole life, like rotating off. And we were playing uh, Tinley Park, like some travel team. They played in an old roller rink. Oh, nice! They put up they put up hockey boards. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's got the lights and like yeah. the ceiling is like if I'm an adult standing there, I could touch it. Like I can, oh, like now I can go like this. Yeah, and. Uh, and we played since we played with the puck. We played outdoor. You know, we played like tournaments. Like I made junior Olympics and nationals and stuff like that. Uh, and certain teams and Shit. we played with the puck. But those guys play with a ball because they played on oh, a roller rink court yeah. with cement walls everywhere. So the ball would just bounce around. So we played two games with a puck and we just absolutely destroyed them. And in the very first game we played them, they go, "Well, we're gonna play with a ball, like an inline ball." And I'm like, "Okay, sure. Like well, we're here all day." And I'm standing back. <laughs> Filled with water. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no, it was like the oh. really hard ones, not the squishy ones, oh. the really hard ones, like the, first, like the pro <laughs> I ones. Like, remember, I just like, remember NHL the breakout? water-filled balls. Oh my god! Yeah, oh no! <laughs> and like, remember NHL breakout, like those really hard, like street balls? We were using that, so it okay. flew. This fucking thing flew, right? So I'm standing on defense in this old in Tinley Park's like roller rink, and I'm standing on defense. And the very first game, puck comes or the ball comes right back to me on the faceoff, and I take a slap shot and I miss it. I whiff it. It goes over the rafters. All the way into the net, and the goalie's standing there looking straight at the puck, and no one knows where it is. And then you just see it go over his shoulder. We're like, the very first play, we just beat these guys like <laughs> eleven to nothing, and like fourteen to nothing, and two games with a puck. And then we play them with this, and the very first play, they get scored on. And that's my favorite moment of all time. Like, what? Okay, that was my favorite moment in hockey. I was like, I cannot Did believe it, count? I, it counted. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it didn't hit anything. It went right through the lights. It's just like. <laughs> Hey, I'm standing like 20 feet back from the faceoff. Like we're we're playing like like three on three or four on four, and like it's some exhibition tournament before we went and then qualified and beat Tinley Park to go to the Junior Olympics that year. So it was kind of like we're gonna stomp these guys next week, anyways, or two weeks from now. So this is gonna be fun. And the very first thing happens, and I like look around. And I'm like, well, we're gonna score a lot this game, and we just absolutely <laughs> stopped scoring at like 15 goals. We ended up beating oh them like 32 to like four or something like that. Like Jesus. it was like. So bad, yeah. And they played two games. Hard? Did you sell it hard? I like, I like looked around and I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do I celebrate? I'm like, I'm like 11 years old. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands here, guys. Oh my that's god, that's awesome. Um, so I got it. Yeah. So there was like one year was we won state, we won silver six, and we took second in Nye Hill. So we just missed out on the triple crown. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. but then. One year, my favorite memory, I will always remember this, was my – it was Might Hockey. I played for Joliet, and they would have these – they would call them TV games where they would put them on public access TV and all that kind of stuff. You get deep – like, and then you get inter- – players of the games get interviewed and all that. What? So the night before that game, we had a team sleepover for one of the kids' birthday, and we watched the movie The Replacements. 
And you know the one time – have you seen The Replacements? I think so. Like the football <laughs> so, movie with yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu. Or... Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. One, the one receiver that scores a touchdown and uses the football as a gun and he shoots – picks off all the guys <laughs> as a celebration, we go, hey, so if we score – because we, the team we're playing, we didn't score against at all season. So we're like, if we score a goal, we go around center ice, we toss our glove up, and we do like a bomb. So as soon as it hits, we all fall. But yeah, 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 that's awesome. We end up scoring ten goals, so <laughs> ten <laughs> bomb celebrations, ten bombs, <laughs> and not just like as it happened. And it goes, we go to center ice, we skate all the way to center ice, line up around that center ice circle, do it, and drop it. The team, the team pulled their team, like, left the game with, like, five minutes left. The coach, I remember hearing the coach, this is fucking bullshit, and gets up, we're leaving. And they left. And the best thing is, I saw the VHS, I got to find a way to get it converted, because I got... Not to brag or anything. Got you know two goals that game. Player of the game, not a big deal or anything. You got but, two so goals in a ten game. Two goals in a ten goal game. Like, you got like those fucking third liners in the eighties that were fucking. Did you like, have? I scored you forty a, goals a season. Did you have eight assists or something like that? Like, I had like pretty sure yeah. someone else might have had more than and two nice, points. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> so, game. But I remember sitting there and and they're like they're like so the celebration, huh? And I'm just sitting in the interview and I'm just like they give you a soda for being player of the game. And they're like. It was fun, and I drink it, and like that's all I said the entire interview. <laughs> we end up getting brought to you by Coca Cola Classic. Yeah, <laughs> label out, baby. <laughs> no, we're mites, so we're mites, so we're like what? What's that? Like eight years old? Yeah, like, around that. Uh, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven eight. Yeah. yeah, we got suspended from playoffs because of that. But no. But, yeah. Did your coach not say like don't do that anymore? <laughs> Our coach was like, laughing. Like, he was like, so as the team's leaving, I remember him going. We probably should have told you guys to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I, that's like hands on my favorite. It was my first hockey, like my first season playing hockey, like competitive hockey too. So I'm like, this is amazing. And I thought this is how it's going to be the rest of my career. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be a yeah. stud. I'm going to yeah. the show. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. So yeah, that is probably one of my all time favorite moments. And I love the fact that I have it on VHS still. That's great. <laughs> Oh, just, man. Just like, I, was, just, I don't know why this reminded me of this, but there's like a moment that's not I'm not even on the ice, and it's just from being younger, but I always used to talk a, a, a fucking lot of shit as a goalie, and I would just say like really weird and fucking fucked up shit, but not like, so we were talking about like races. It's not like racist or anything. It was just like, oh, I'm going to fucking destroy you guys, <laughs> like shit like that. There's a goalie. He's a weird guy to start yeah. off with. That, <laughs> but, but I, don't know, I don't know what game or when it happened, but my mom always tells me about this. At one point, she was at one of my games, and she was by the benches, like in the stands, and she heard players on the other team just go, did you hear what that goalie just said? <laughs> and my mom always goes she always asks me she's like what did you say that day and i go i have no fucking idea <laughs> like there's like she asked me after the game like what i said and i go i don't even know she's like what do you say i go nothing you want to hear <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's that's it like it's a lot of shit talk and like 
you were so you were always such you were so tenacious in that. I remember watching the highlight video, and you remember like we had you you stuff that dude in the face with your blocker, like yeah. you caught the puck, and like you're standing up, and like there's and then this guy like skates by, and you see Tanner just go boom, <laughs> like just knock this guy out, like like, and it's like in the corner of the video, you don't even see it, and you see yeah. this guy's like legs fly up from underneath. Them. <laughs> How did you hit him? You're winning. <laughs> it would happen a lot too because, like, I would go behind the net and like stop the puck for like Kevin as a defenseman. He would skate around, and the guy following him, I would just put a shoulder into him because he wouldn't be trying to hit me. I just drop guys behind the net and they like they just fucking skate away. I'm just like. Hey, legit, what's up? I'm skating away going, man, I'm so fast. And I like the guy's <laughs> fucking behind the net on his ass. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not good. Hey, I'm blew good. a tire. That's why I just <laughs> I tell the refs every time. Hey, he blew a tire. Don't worry about it. He blew a tire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So I think that about wraps up episode 101. Bam, bam. So. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll know more about this uh, absolute chaos of a 2014 oh, playoff yeah. any, soon. Any updates? No, I just any checked updates? nothing yet. And when did, when did they say they were going to announce, like, what are the rumors been? Uh, they didn't say when. They just said it's that they – tonight and tomorrow that they're going to be doing it. Okay. So, basically, they are going to either say they approve it, they, they don't approve it, or they're going to ask for time so each member can talk to their team, gotcha. which I assume is going to be the – the answer but well yeah so we'll see. um yeah thanks for uh tuning into episode 101 remember to subscribe to us on itunes apple Podcasts, youtube follow us on instagram twitter even though i don't really use it um facebook follow us like <laughs> us on facebook and like i don't really use twitter either but <laughs> yeah i kind of look at it sometimes i just yeah. don't write shit like why who, who who fucking cares what I have to say about random shit? Yeah. I, I mean, here, it's great because we can chat about it. But, like, if I have a random thought that, like, oh, I think I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, and, like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Honey Nut Cheerios are superior. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> That's just a thought that came in my head. Like, why would I tweet that? Who's going to yeah. do <laughs> But there's somebody out there that has tweeted that, and you're just like, what I guarantee fuck? there is. I guarantee yeah. there is. <laughs> There's a lot of like, useless information on Twitter. So one of these days I might post something, post something you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Tanner and Megan and Jerem, uh, this is episode 101. We will uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Love you, boys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>